Welcome back to the Grace Accept Evolve podcast with James and Ray. How you doing this week, James? I am superb. How about you, Ray? Superb. I'm pretty calm at the moment, um, which is which is interesting because um, I woke up from a nap today, and like literally two minutes after my nap, a friend called and she was like venting, which was fine. But I was like, man, I just woke up from a nap, and life life is getting at me. And I also had to call the bank today about something kind of frustrating, but I was like, you know, but now I'm thinking about it. I'm like, I'm good. I'm good. Okay. <laughs> I'm calm. Well, it's interesting because I was going to ask you too, are you still doing the, the, uh, no coffee in the afternoon? Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. It's definitely different. It's, it's <laughs> feels different at least. Uh, Yeah. And, and today I I was kind of, I noticed myself wanting to grab the energy drink or the coffee when my friend called and I just like looked at the time and I just won't drink any after I try not to after 12, if it's after 12, I try not to, but, um, I did notice I really wanted to, because I, maybe it's because I felt like my energy was being pulled a little bit. Like I was Mm. maybe being drained a little bit. I'm not upset that she called me. I'm not at all. It just, mm-hmm. it just, I felt it on my energy a little. Mm-hmm. And so, um, instead of, because I knew we had this coming up today and it's very different talking when I'm not like, you know, got 200 milligrams of, uh, coffee in me. So, um, after those two phone calls that were actually a little stressful, I, walked on the treadmill for like 30 minutes instead of getting the coffee to see if it would keep me going kind of oh, thing. Okay. They say if you work out, you know, that it will help your energy levels. So yeah. I've been playing with that a little bit more, trying to work out instead of needing, thinking that I need coffee to mm. have energy to work out and just like try to do the workout first and see if it gives me the energy. I don't know. Oh, beautiful. Beautiful. Well, congratulations. Thanks. Welcome. 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 <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm aware that coffee can be amongst other things can be definitely like an attachment or a connection or have that visceral body experience, you know, like that instant, you know, no pun intended, but instant uh, yeah. <laughs> effect or boost sort of thing. So, yeah. yeah. But I will say a big reason I haven't been drinking it too. It's not just because I'm like sleeping better. It's also because um, I I noticed I would get actually more tired towards the evening after I drank it. It like it had a it had a good effect, like maybe right after within the first like three ish hours. But then I noticed like when I would go jujitsu and I would have a uh, like a coffee or something, uh, around one or two, I was mm-hmm. noticing at jujitsu, I'd be yawning a lot. Cause that's mm-hmm. around six thirty, seven o'clock. It's like this weird. Mm-hmm. And then I started to do this where I just, you know, would work out or do something else and not drink the coffee. And I noticed I wasn't as tired mm. and I was like, that's a little weird, but, um, it took me a few times going to jujitsu at that, at that hour to realize that I was like less tired on the nights that I wasn't drinking it, which I, th- yeah. I just thought that was odd. I was like, this is not what they tell you. <laughs> this, mm. is not, this is not what they say. So, um, so yeah, I, I mean, there's a, there's a few different benefits of it, better sleep and then like less tired in the evening. So yeah, yeah, it goes. 
Well, I mean, I could see that at least while you're describing it, it kind of sounds like it's almost like, and again, I'm just using this as example sake. So not to offend anyone or even offend you, Ray. Yeah. It sounds like a, like an artificial rush or boost. Mm-hmm. And then the body has this quick acceleration or, you know, vast intense acceleration. And then it has a, a come down, you know, a, or a stronger come down than its natural um, state or than its natural, you know, rhythm. Yeah, it definitely could be because, yeah, you know, and I try to stay around or uh, under the daily recommended amounts. And, mm. you know, I don't, I don't know. It's just the, I'm, I'm just, I'm just feeling a little bit better. My sleep is very important to me and other things. There's so many things that can impact our sleep every single day that if I need to remove that to, to sleep throughout the night, I'll do that every day. Um, mm. and I have noticed I do sleep. Okay. If not the same, if I just don't drink it past 12. So I just got to kind of keep it to the morning time. And, um, but yeah, there's there's a such thing called like adrenal fatigue that mm. ap- apparently or there's like some research that caffeine will um, t- tax your adrenal glands, wow. which I guess have to do with with your energy and stuff like that. I haven't done a lot of research on that, probably somewhat intentionally because I don't want to know that I'm burning out <laughs> any part of my body. Mm. Um but like fun thing, now that I think about it, instead of drinking my energy drink, I do, I mean, I'm drinking uh, some water. I do, it's flavored because I've actually been adding trace minerals to my water lately. Ooh. Have you heard of those? Have you, do you do that? Uh, I've heard of it, but I don't do it. Yeah, I've been adding them to my water. I bought them off of Amazon a couple week, a week or so ago because I've been filtering my water pretty intensely. Um, mm. And which is good to filter water. And it also takes out along with the good. It also takes out uh, with the bad. It also takes out the good minerals that also come with water. So uh, I've been adding those back in slowly because there's like a process to it. You can't just take like 40 drops a day on your first day. You got to like ease in with 10 or something like that. Oh, wow. So um, I'm not not sure if there's a lot of added benefit yet. I'm just going to try that for a while too, just to, yeah. Just, I think it's a good, good thing to practice. Um, and I'm, I'm going to read a little more on it too. I just do it because a friend does it. And I think I heard it on a podcast too, um, okay. that, that a lot of our minerals, cause we drink a lot of water, but also drinking a lot of water without having minerals in them can also deplete our minerals. So it's right. like, goodness gracious. There's like an article every day coming out about healthy things you do and how they still hurt you. <laughs> so, yeah. Potentially. Yeah, yeah. And and forgive me, uh, audience. I, I'm noticing I'm smacking, and I caught it in in one of the previous uh, uh, episodes that I was editing. I was like, "Dang, I've been smacking lately." <laughs> and uh, and um, so, in in the vein uh, of what you're talking about, what comes up for me is that is that as far as like part of the spiritual journey, or even a health journey, or you know, one's journey in general. At least in my case, it's been a big piece of it has been like following intuition. Yeah. And so even in my own health journey of eating certain things or um, including certain things or noticing, you know, things, having awareness of what crossed my path, uh, which it sounds like what you were saying with uh, the trace minerals. Yeah. It's like the intuition, my gut intuition has helped me navigate like 
all the different options and data out there and, and selections and, and things of that nature. Nice. And so, um, yeah, I've been, I've been thankful. I've been very, very thankful. Um, yeah. Right now we're doing, uh, on my podcast slash TikTok spaces, we're doing like a 90 day journey and we're working mm-hmm. with the intuition mm. and a big reason, like, like you were just saying, uh, my calendar isn't well print out today because I guess my printer needs some ink, but I gave people like over 80 options to do on this 90 day journey. And mm-hmm. the reason why I gave so many options and they have different areas, like healthy ideas, spirituality ideas, and creativity ideas where, um, there's just things like spend time in nature for spirituality or, uh, look up Ayurvedic practices, uh, Mm -hmm. just different things on here. And there's so many, so that when people look at it, they, as they just glaze over it, maybe even look at which resonates more that day. Do they want to be creative? Do they want to practice something more spiritual? Like Mm -hmm. let, their intuition guide them where they're at that day and even look on the list to see if something pulls them on the list. But I, right. uh, the way, the reason I did that and didn't like prescribe something to do every single day for 90 days, that's pretty like popular now to do. It's more like, I want, I want people to feel that tug mm-hmm. and that gut instinct that you're talking about. Um, that I also feel has helped me a lot with my, my health, spirituality, um, Mm -hmm. my job, like, I mean, it makes all the decisions for me when I let it. And actually this morning, um, a question that I had was like, what is that whisper? What's something that just keeps whispering to me that keeps coming up like almost every day. Okay. And, um, cause my message on my other podcast is about that. And, to just sit with that. What is a whisper? I just keep hearing like that. My intuition is like trying to nudge me somewhere. Uh. And they just told me, um, like, keep listening to the nudges. That's what they told me. They were like, you're mm. doing a good job of listening to those. Keep mm. doing that. Just keep doing that and allow yourself to not uh, like let too many other people's opinions in. Just keep listening to that nudge within yourself. And mm. Um, but the assignment was for everybody to kind of tune in and listen to that nudge and where, what was being said. So I tell people, you know, yourself better than me, you Mm. know, and, uh, and a big reason, like you've probably realized as like a meditation leader, is that how you would put your title? Like meditation leader, circle leader? What would you say? Uh, I probably use, I usually use facilitator. Facilitator. So as a facilitator and people talk to you um, about situations, you'll notice that they kind of answer their own questions sometimes, or they'll say what's on their mind um, and like their own idea of what they need to do. If you listen carefully enough, they usually answer their own questions is basically what I experienced. Do you feel like you see that sometimes? Uh, Well, I usually cultivate it. And I say that because one of, um, my trainings and I used to do a workshop on it and I had entitled, I had titled the workshop, the art of listening. Um, uh, and actually now we do here in New Orleans, we do a, a talking circle every Friday to where we cultivate those different practices of listening, um, from in a different way, or with different techniques or with different tools, or uh, let's just say from a different place. 
And so recently I started sharing with the, the group members, the way that it was taught to me was actually from the um, school of thought that I trained with or the school I trained with. It was a way of connecting with the divine. Hmm. And so for them, um, everything was a, uh, uh, really everything was a way of connecting with the divine. And so in this particular way, and it was a part of a training class that I did and I, I enjoyed it so much um, that I, I, I like took that piece out of it and added a couple of the things, but then made a, a full length workshop out of it. Uh, because in that sense, it would be like, let's just say in a communicative sense, it would be, oh, checking in, checking in with the gut first or checking in with the connecting with the, even now. So like audience members, uh, for the most case, uh, we like to, or, or are definitely, I always suggest and say, we start out the podcast with tuning in first or just having a moment to get settled in and do a check-in. And again, part of that habit, uh, is to connect with something other than my personality or allow the communication of the words to come through from a different place hmm. versus, and for me to connect with that place first before I begin speaking. And so often, like I say on Fridays, um, we open up the circle like that as far as just taking a moment to get grounded, to get settled in, to rest the muscles and to check, maybe check in with the heart center. Somebody could do a check in with their personal divine, their higher self or Jesus Christ or whatever, you know, whatever, whatever, um, higher power or source or, or strength or ancestor even. And so, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so in doing so, and just to share, I guess, a couple of techniques with that, one of the suggestions, especially that we practice now is letting listening from a different place. So letting the narrative of the words or the storyline of what someone's saying, which is often uh, in some case, I think you might have even brought this up a few times, Ray, but I've heard this in several incidences, like people say stuff and I'll just sit there and I'll be like quiet and mm -hmm. be silent and in those cases usually i'm listening i'm checking it with my gut i'm listening to my gut and so sometimes mm -hmm. or i'm seeing if a feeling comes up internally from just vibrationally versus like from me trying to follow someone's story or narrative or a particular mm -hmm. narrative and so in those cases if my gut is quiet or internally everything is still and everything is calm then I trust that nothing needs to be said and that there's, there's nothing to say. <laughs> mm -hmm. If nothing comes up, there's nothing to say. And, um, and to go back to your, your question, usually what I've noticed and I've observed is it becomes this, this sounding board of an experience to where, yeah, just vibrationally or uh, just through, let's just say, quote unquote, being present, um, a space is set or a container is there for, some other type of messaging or resolution or conclusion to take place um, um, on its own. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. Yeah. So, so that is interesting. I've always wondered, I mean, I know you've said that before you've told me that, but it's, it's, it, I mean, it's a little more clear as to why sometimes you're silent and why sometimes you have follow-up questions or commentary. I've yeah. never really been able to, to decipher when you decide those things. So very interesting. Um, but yeah, so going, so whenever I, I'm, I'm a little 
practice in a different way through holistic coaching. Whenever I was doing my health coaching, uh, certification, we are taught to listen more than we talk. And in order to do that and to ask very, um, they call them high mileage questions basically Mm. to get people to, to really figure out just some question that will get them going to get them talking. And Mm. when you ask somebody a question that they have a lot to say about if like, and, and when I listen very intently, I can pick out things clear as day to me that other people may not pick up. Um, Mm. like I had an individual this, this week and this, I mean, I do it in real life. I do it with my family this weekend with a family member. I was talking to them and she told me something about like, I was like, you know, I told you, you could call me whenever. And, and, you know, she starts saying some things and like maybe five minutes into me saying that she was like, but I'm never going to call you. I'm never just going to like, and uh, even if you tell me I can, I don't, I don't think I will. And then like five minutes later after that, she had told me she had a dream that she didn't know how to use her phone. Mm. And she was telling me what she thought it means. And I was like, okay, like, can I tell you what I might think it means? And she's like, yeah, sure. And I said, well, earlier you said, even when someone says that they can talk, they they don't want you to call them when you're upset or something, you said that you wouldn't call me. Mm -hmm. And so maybe it's not that you don't, you won't call me. Maybe it's, you don't know how you don't know how to pick up the phone when you're, Mm -hmm. when you're in that place. And you don't, it's not that you don't want to, but you don't know how to put yourself out there and deal with like, what if I'm inconveniencing this person? You don't know, mm-hmm. you don't, you just don't know how. And I was like, maybe that's why you keep having that dream. And she's like, oh, I'm, yeah, I mean, maybe so. But like, she had literally said a version of that before, mm-hmm. like just five minutes prior. And then we start talking oh, about wow. this random dream. And so I, I really do. I notice all the time people answering their own questions, but what sometimes people don't have is someone that does listen and um does and doesn't always feel the need to i don't know sometimes make the conversation about them again or um i don't know it's really different situations call for different things i'm not mm. criticizing anybody that will like make something i mean this is kind of what the podcast is about sometimes you share something it's like oh yeah and that makes me think of this so that's why we have a podcast and um they're just different methods of listening for different situations. And, uh, yeah, I was saying also today how much I love journaling because sometimes journaling is my only soundboard. It's the Mm. only place that I can repeat myself over and over again, um, and be completely honest and then see when I'm not being watched or being, my stuff isn't being read or I'm not being listened to. What do I say over and over and over again? And my journaling, especially journaling three pages, that'll do it. It'll, it'll get it out of there. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yes, it does. It does. It does. Do you journal, James? Do you still journal? I do. I do. do. I do. Nice. Yes. Journaling is a big part of um, my communication or energy processing as well. So, um, yeah. How long I have you been journaling? Since I was like nine or eight or like- seven. Like as a spiritual, pre- like how would, has it changed for you though in the past few years or not really? I would say it's gotten 
deeper. I think it's always been a way that I've been able to communicate in a very intimate way and get my thoughts out in an intimate mm -hmm. way. Like, uh, um, you know, I recall, and I'll share this. I, I, every time I feel, every episode, audience, I feel like I'm, I'm getting more personal. <laughs> I'm, sharing, I'm getting more sharing personal stuff. Mm -hmm. So, like, I recall the moment when my, you know, I have a sister that's older than me, and I was like eight. And so she, uh, in my journal or diary, whatever you want to call it at that time, had a lock on it. And so I remember her, I was like eight years old and I had my first, probably like my first crush on a girl. Mm -hmm. And so she went inside my journal, broke it open, read the pages and then teased me for liking this girl at school. Mm -hmm. And so for me, that was like, uh, a memorable moment, you know, a huge moment that stuck with me. Definitely one of mistrust, mistrust and mm -hmm. uh, that sort of thing. Um, but of course, it just, again, kind of connects back to what you're saying. I, to me, even at that age, that was a way of like getting my thoughts out and expressing myself or sharing secrets that I wouldn't necessarily, you know, say out in public or didn't have the courage to go say it to the girl or, you know, the person themselves. And um and yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think after that, I, it got more creative to where I would just, I would write down stuff. Um, for a few years, it got creative to where I would write down stuff that I didn't care if other people saw it. And I was using composition notebooks. I still have all this stuff, by the way. So yeah, that's how I can uh, that's crazy. Uh, in depthly describe it. And then when I got more to high school in the teenage years, it came more into poetry. Nice. And then, so I was still sharing emotions. I was still sharing my thoughts in a creative way or expressive way. Um, and I would say probably now, again, the process just keeps deeper and unfolding um, as a way of um, processing energy or uh, transferring energy in, in into written forms or using different techniques. Nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, actually, so interesting. Yeah, I've been journaling probably that long, too. And up until about like 27, I don't think I'd ever filled a book like pay like from the front to the back because I would always like get bored with a journal and want to buy another one. And like, I just never filled one. And I never thought I, oh, actually I did in high school. I did, but that wasn't like common practice. Um, I always thought maybe a brand new journal that looked like this would inspire me to write in a little bit more. And oh, now wow. I just, I don't, I just buy these like $10 notebooks from Target that I do like the covers of them and they're compostable, whatever, but I just like the feel of them and, um, do my three pages long form in like that. I do almost every morning for the past three, it's coming up on three years. Mm. I've been doing that. And, uh, so my practice had evolved and I don't actually used to just use them for poetry or short story ideas and stuff like that. Now it's more of like processing life every morning. Like, mm -hmm. what do I want to chat about? What is going on? What's does the dishes need to be done? Like I literally just put anything and everything that I think it's, um, I've told you about it probably before the morning pages with, mm. uh, by Julia Cameron. That's what I do almost every day. And oh, by doing that, I mean, are you familiar with her and like what she mm -mm. does and stuff? Mm -mm. Oh, okay. So she has a, a program called the artist way. It's like a 12 week recovery of your creativity, your creative oh, wow. self. And so it's, 
I've tried to do it multiple times. I've probably only gotten to week seven or week eight, but besides the point I have done the morning pages assignment, like again, like for the past three years, not really off and on either. I might skip like a a day out of the week, or maybe there's been weeks where I didn't do it at all. Like one for one week, but I always go back to it. It's nothing that I fall off of for very Mm -hmm. long. And so with that, um, the, the whole point of it is to unlock your creativity and that the belief is that as you do these three pages long form, things start coming out that you can admit to yourself that are just kind of rumbling around in your, Mm. in your mind and your soul. And whenever you get to page like one and a half or two, um, you start to run out of your narrative, your story, your anger, your confusion, whatever you are bringing to the page, it's most charged. It probably starts to dissipate where in the last like one and a half to one page, you're kind of like, what else is there? What is, what else is there for me to talk about? I've talked about everything, but her method is kind of like, it's in that last moment that your subconscious kind of kicks in and it starts to lead you. And, Mm. um, and I will say like, maybe it doesn't happen all the time, but I mean, every podcast I've ever made is, has come from that journal. Almost all of my creative ideas do, do start there for the most part. Mm. Um, And it probably leaves a lot of room to be creative because if if, when I think about it, writing out all of these grievances or this confusion, frustration, or even like good things in the morning as well, um, Mm -hmm. and to-do lists, doing all that first thing in the morning can take a lot of energy, like can kind of offload a lot of that energy that would usually suffocate creativity or suffocate inspiration, Mm. motivation, ideas, and stuff like that. So that's kind of how I feel about it. It's almost like in, in my head, I don't know. I'm just going to say the image. I don't even really know if this is true, but it's almost just like folding a bunch of laundry in my brain. And so oh, it just wow. kind of helps me, maybe it just helps me get more organized and like, like thinking about a what, looking at a pile of laundry on the bed versus a folded pile. There's something mm. just so, so much more serene about that. So I do think it helps me sort out my thoughts to where I don't feel as like, um, all the, you know, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Helps me sort out my thoughts every single morning. (laughs) Ah, beautiful. Beautiful, Yeah. Yeah. uh, Yeah. I mean, in that vein, I, again, and I often say this in meditation, um, is, uh, and uh, other practices say it, but it, it just makes me think of, or feel of how thoughts are energy as well. Mm. And so that's often that's something, you know, that's said or has been stated in multiple traditions is uh, viewing thought as energy. And then so very similarly, like in communication, uh, someone, I guess it could almost, again, go back to uh, a frequency, um, even in communication, or let's just say the, the word, someone's word. And so what that practice or these practices have also helped me do is like really tune into like, what's the feeling behind what someone is saying? And so there's been several incidences, and I can think of one particular where someone, which also, again, helps my communication, where someone is saying something and their words 
register a certain way, but the feeling behind their words, like their mouth might be saying that they're okay and, oh, this is fine and this, that, and the third. But if the, if I, if my feeling and the resonance is different, then I'm going to trust, I go with the feeling. Hmm. And again, and as well, that may, um, it still may not dictate if I res- how I respond as far as, I mean, it may or may not. Still, if my gut is says is is quiet, I'll still be quiet. But again, I'm listening probably to the feeling first, and then to the words, and then it also brings up the um, uh, the percentages of communication. I believe it's by Albert Moravian, and this is using like motivational uh, uh, talks or speaks and techniques and stuff, where he shows a percentage of communication with seven percent being words. 38% being auditory and then 55% being kinesthetic. Mm. And then so, um, what's kinesthetic. So kinesthetic is like feeling. Okay. And so it could be feeling or physiology. So looking at someone's, mm. uh, body language, looking at, um, again, hearing someone's tone, uh, and then like the words being the smallest percentage. So mm. for an mm. example's sake, you can't hear my, my cell phone's ringing in the background. You can't hear that, right? Okay. No. Good. Um, thank, thankful to uh, noise canceling mics, you know. Yeah. Sort of thing, but um, so yeah, so that's like for ex- a good example. So it's like if I'm saying I love you, mm-hmm. and I'm saying I love you. <laughs> yeah. Both scenarios may be true, but one I can actually tell that someone might be in more of a loving state in that moment and yeah. they still may be in more of a frustrated state in the other moment. Mm-hmm. And so again, even in that example, that's not to negate anyone's love um, or the degree of someone's love, but their tone or their body language in that moment is telling me what actual state they're in. Yeah. If they actually feel it, how to what degree that they resonate with it or feeling it in that moment. Versus like the anger or or something else is coming up or confusion or something else is coming up. Yeah. And even like, uh huh. Let me just use my third voice. It's like, I love you. I love you. (laughs) 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 Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But good. Good. (laughs) Oh no. Yeah. It's it's funny. I have somebody in my life that I do I do tell them sometimes. I'm like that tone. it's, It's the tone. And they don't, it's like, they don't really know what I'm talking about. But then I, I think about now that you said that it made me think about it a little bit more that I don't think the tone is always directed at me. I think it's always, it's somewhat directed. It's, it's happening because of the state that they are in at that mm-hmm. moment. And they're not checking it and they're not like, like the stress that they're feeling or, you know, whatever it is it's just coming out through their voice, but they're talking to me while they're feeling this sensation and it comes through. Mm. And I'm just like mm-hmm. that tone. And, and they're just like, what do you mean? Like they, they are, they think they're being nice to me and they are, they're saying nice things or doing nice things. I'm like, you're like, or the way you're walking around here or the way you're talking right now, you know, you and went s- blank for a second. I can't hear you. Oh, really? Can you hear me now? Mm-hmm. Okay. What part? Did okay, you, no, you're back. Okay. What part didn't you hear? Um. Oh, I think it's saying my connection is unstable. 
my internet, but go ahead. You continue. Okay. Um, but anyways, just talking about their tone and, um, like, but, but they are saying nice things. They're doing nice things. And yet like maybe the way they're standing or the way they're stomping around or the way they're talking, I'm, I'm very like sensitive to those things. And so, um, and I don't think I'm not sure that everyone is, but like, maybe like you're saying, maybe people don't realize they are. And, um, this probably can cause a lot of tension in relationships. Cause if that's true, that we're picking up on that stuff all the time, whether we're aware of it or not, then it mm-hmm. can probably cause a lot of fights with people mainly because if you're picking up on it and the other person isn't aware they are doing it, then it can cause a breakdown of communication because mm-hmm. someone's feeling something's off, but the other person is really just trying to show up the best they can because they're not mad at that person, but they are holding it in their body. And right. so it can cause a lot of, um, you know, I can, I can see now that I think about it, that's how a lot of arguments can probably start with romantic people, um, family, all of them, all of them. Yeah. 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 Actually in this, again, in a way it was taught to me was about, and actually Tony Robbins covers this a lot. And when he, um, discusses like NLP and uh, which is neuro linguistic programming um, and those different uh, studies and techniques. Uh, but again, the way it was taught to me was for, for the purpose of effective communication. And so again, it's using that or having that awareness. If um, we want to also add in the spiritual component of awareness, it's just simply, again, my interpretation or lens of it is having awareness just utilizing a deeper or different sense or level of awareness. And so in that moment, again, if I, my, a piece of my communication is noticing my breath, tuning into my body, tuning into my intuition, tuning into my gut, or just how, if, you know, the, the, how, what is my visceral, visceral response in the moment being in this setting while this person is communicating, like is my, even Irregardless of my brain, it, are my muscles getting tight? How is my nervous system? Are my uh, is like we talked about in the last episode? Do I feel like a a charge happening in my liver? Mm-hmm. Um, and do I feel my body constricting? Because again, my brain, the story in my head might be saying, "Oh, I need to be here because of X, Y, Z," but the rest of my system might be saying, "I need to get out of here." <laughs> and yeah. So, and then so I could get agitated. So, anywho. Um, yeah, using that awareness to have, and I'll just, again, go to myself. I'll, I use it in cases of when to talk about a topic or not to talk about a topic. So Mm -hmm. like if someone, if I go to someone like in, for say, I ask a question, I was like, oh, are you in a, uh, are you open to talking about this right now? And if a person it just depends on how they respond or what comes out after that. Um, again, if their mouth says yes, but then other facial clues, they look stressed or they look uh, worried or they wipe their brow, just any, you know, body clues, tone. I'll be like, okay, I'll just wait. I was like, oh, you know what? I think I'll wait. You know, I'll say something like that. And so, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It has multiple, multiple benefits. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Very cool. I can see that. Uh, I'll be interested. Maybe I'll try that sometime because I don't. I don't do that. 
Um, if the person says yes, that I'll, I'll just, I'll go through with it. Um, I like to, mm-hmm. I like, I would call myself, um, not that you're not, I'm just going to say why, what I'm thinking right now is that I usually like to face things and just get them over with in the moment. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, unless I'm like super upset, I won't do that. But a lot of times I, I practice like, just, just say what you're thinking, say what's on your mind, get it mm-hmm. going whether it like, if it's going to be a hard conversation now, it might be a hard conversation later. Um, but yeah, I've never really, if somebody uh, mainly just commenting on that aspect, if they said mm-hmm. yes, but yet I'm picking up on other things that they're uncomfortable right now. I'm like, all right, that's what I like. Let's get it. Cause, um, sometimes when, when people are uncomfortable, does the, tr- like the, a truth will come out. And this happened to me recently that, um, I did get my feelings really hurt and the truth was also right there that had this, this situation passed a little bit longer. That person may have not like told me what they said and stuff mm. like that. Cause they weren't up- upset at the time or angry at the time or sad at the time. And so when I just like asked him a question, knowing that it probably wasn't going to hear what I wanted to hear definitely happened that way. And, and, now we have some some things to work out. Um, mm. This isn't my boyfriend; it's someone else. Uh, mm-hmm. But but yeah, that's it's it's been. But anyways, um, yeah. And see, I, I find that tricky because not tricky in my own sense because sometimes I say stuff when I'm angry that I I normally wouldn't say if I was like like calm. And mm-hmm. in saying that, like, there can be like a mean streak or mean, just mean energy that comes through or mm-hmm. mean thoughts that come through that necessarily doesn't overshadow my complete picture of a person. It's just in that moment, that was maybe the quote unquote true feeling in that moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yet it's not indicative. Oh, okay. Like my complete perspective of this person is this moment isn't indicative of my com- overall viewpoint of this person mm. or my overall feeling about this person. Yeah. And so, um, it's almost like if anybody had caught me, you know what I mean? Like caught me at a certain time and a certain moment, a certain response can come through. if That's what my feeling is in that moment. Or if I'm like agitated or, or, uh, frustrated. Oh yeah, I can see that. Like looking back in hindsight, I do think that was partially the case. And also this person has had an, an, an like this feeling towards me a couple of times and it just goes unaddressed. Uh, yeah, and yeah. Okay. it's almost like people are trying to like sweep it under the rug. And I was just oh, not in the mood to sweep it under the rug that day. I was like, I'll just talk to you about it. I didn't hear what I wanted to hear, but you know, okay. it, but there are there, it caused a lot of conversations to happen, not just with that person, but with other people too. And so we're brainstorming what to do next, what's most appropriate Mm. for the situation. Like we can finally, yeah, because it wasn't the first time this has happened. And so that's why I was more inquisitive is because I'm like, this keeps happening. I'm just going to ask them why. And then that came through. But I also do agree with you now in hindsight. I am I have looked back on it a couple times. I do think this person was tired. I do think this person needed a snack, you know, mm-hmm. like there's a lot going on for that individual. <laughs> 
Um, and so, so yeah, it, yeah, there's benefits and, and I do agree with that. Um, I don't think that they were in their, their, I don't, I don't like to call it like best state because honestly, you know, when being with relationship with people, with anyone that you love, you want them to be honest, you know, you just want to give them the space to, to be who they are and like have their thoughts and be able to talk to things and not feel embarrassed or scared that they're going to get yelled at for whatever they say. And so that was the intention behind that too, that that wouldn't happen. Um, but yeah, it's definitely interesting. It's just, yeah. Anyways. Okay. Yeah. 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 Almost it's- like I don't, cause I feel like sometimes we don't want to see people in their anger or in their discomfort or in their, those things. And, and like, I do feel like these have become such a, um, like taboo thing to express in front of people. It's like, keep that to yourself. Don't express that. Don't say that. Don't do Mm. that. And it's more like, maybe if it was more acceptable to just say things, even if you don't mean it, it's like, just say it because really bottling it up and pushing it down and feeling like you can't talk about it. It's probably magnifying the anger. It's magnifying the problem than doing the, the opposite, which is like, just say how you're feeling. And then from there, you could probably realize like, that's not really what, that's not the whole picture of what you're feeling. That's what you think you're feeling at this moment or they're feeling whatever this person that I was with last week. Yeah. 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 That is, it, it, it's, uh, uh, infinite, infinite possibilities, you mm-hmm. know, or there's a smorgasbord of possibilities. And I would say one, well, a couple of things. So one, I, what I liked, um, that I heard you say was that you noticed a pattern. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and then also I feel like given the context of the situation and who the person is also makes a difference, mm. uh, just because if it's someone I'm used to interacting with, or if I've interacted with on repeat time, so I'm kind of sort of aware of their behavior patterns or their environments that they're usually in or their train of thought, this, that, and the third. Then that also kind of plays a part into, especially like if it's a family member, yeah. it might create more of a comfort level, even if the energy is tense, to say something I wouldn't normally say if I was talking to a stranger off the street. Yeah. And so like if I'm talking to if this person kind of feels like a stranger, then I really don't know yeah. what this person's response or reaction is going to be mm-hmm. um, again you know, it makes me a little bit more leery or just makes me more cautionary to engage in those type of conversations or say something that's harsh and abrupt. Um, and again, I'll, I'll even, you know, go into this. So uh, because some of our listeners has, have, have been following the episodes. So that's part, that's a little bit of my resistance, even with my neighbor, Okay. because I haven't had a third conversation with him yet. I've been navigating the experiences in different ways. Um, but that's a part of the resistance is I don't know him. Like yeah. I know a little bit about him and I know a little bit about his, cause he, he's part of a, uh, a known family here in the city. And, uh, so I know a little bit about his back, about his background, but as far as like, if I was thinking of my neighbor on the right, like I grew, you know what I mean? Like we, we've been knowing each other a long time. And so the kids and the family and you know what I mean? There's more rapport there. There's more energy there. So 
if something was an issue, I would be more, I'd have more resonance with them to go bring it up and talk about it and work, potentially work through it. than if I was like just some random person that like, again, like I just met yeah, and, uh, and so forth and so on. So, yeah. 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 Oh yeah. Uh, for sure. I like that distinction a lot. Um, probably the only way I would work with a stranger in that way is if there was like a group setting where I got mm. paired with people to like, I had to work something out with them in that moment. Right. You know what I mean? I would have to, I would probably have to use because, and, and, and in that way I could probably channel that energy that I use with family members and friends. Like usually I'm going to them and I'm approaching them not to rev them up, but because I want to work through it and I mm. want to get to the common goal yeah. of like, preserving this friendship or preserving the family unit. Right. And so if I was on a group project that I randomly got put with this person or something, that was the only, that's the only way I could, I could see myself working with a stranger. I, I do it at work a lot too, but none of those people are mm -hmm. strangers now, but there have been times I've approached my coworkers, not knowing exactly how they're going to react because I'm not as close with them, but because I want what I feel like deep down, we all probably mm. want, which is a cohesive, peaceful, you know, work environment where mm. we don't all have to like each other, but we all want to just come to work and have and get our stuff done and be at peace with each other. Um, mm. That's what I want. And I've done that a lot with and actually, I think it's made like some people respect me a little bit more because they mm. know I'm not just gonna allow or say allow in quotations. Um, I have approached people when I've gotten angry with them. And I've asked them just straight up, did I do something wrong? Or do you have a problem with me? And in the moment, it could look as if I was being a little bit aggressive, but I always clarify with them, like, I, I really like being at work and I want to keep it that way. And I really want us to figure if there's a problem, I want to know where you stand on this so that mm -hmm. we can continue to have a good work environment or whatever. And mm -hmm. I've always said that it's, it's only been a few times I can remember it, like can count them on my hands, but, yeah. um, but it's because deep down I will approach because I want to continue to like my job like, and I want to continue mm -hmm. to like the people I work with, or at least not have problems with anybody that I work with right, because, right, um, right. it's not worth it. I mean, I'm at work sometimes a little more than I'm at. Well, it used to be the case. I'm not at work anymore, more than I'm at home, but there've been times where I have been, um, yeah. and you spend a lot of time there. You want to be comfortable. Like it's right, right, a lot right. of space that you're putting your body in and your stress and all that stuff. So that yeah. That? Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm smiling and laughing because, again, I'm still navigating uh, the neighbor situation, but I relate to the sentiment about, you know, these spaces being harmonious or at least having that intentionality that the space is harmonious and being able to like to stay connected, you know, be connect, stay connected to that intention to help navigate the situation. Yeah. And so even this discussion right now may may help me have that third conversation at some point uh, because I'm aware right now that I don't have that anchor just yet because mm -hmm. of the, the disturbance or the agitation and the frequency of it and that sort of thing. And so it's like, and it's, it, that's what also makes it such a unique opportunity to be in because somehow I'm aware something else is going on at the same time too, that's, that's not related to the neighbor. I mean, it's related to the neighbor. The neighbor situation is a catalyst for it, 
but it's also at the same time, it's an opportunity for my own growth or my own mm-hmm. yeah, advancement. And so, um, so I'm, I'm, I'm in between that dance at the moment. Um, and I was, I was smiling and laughing because before we even got on the, um, the, the, the episode started recording, uh, um, I was thinking to myself, I was like, cause I had, I had a potential topic in my head to like talk about it, discuss and stuff like that. And then, so, um, I was thinking in my head, I was like, even if my neighbor, they may hear this, these episodes someday. Right. Mm-hmm. And at that point, if they do, I'm sure we'll be on like, again, some harmonious channel together or, or same page. Uh, but I was like, until then, uh, in my Denzel voice, I'm putting cases on all you, <laughs> you know, As, <laughs> you think you can do this to me? <laughs> like, <laughs> Has it still so, been that bad? Uh, no, 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 no. But no. again, but this is the, and this even could take it a little bit deeper, but that's a scene from training day. That's a very okay. popular scene from the movie, the movie training day into where Denzel was expressing an emotion of betrayal or anger that was coming up and somehow in my psyche or my conscious that that stuck with me that scene always stuck with me Mm. and so when I so again just unconsciously when I'm feeling a strong emotion or surge of energy that scene comes up Mm. and so that's like a potential expression or response is like okay like right at some point we can get on the same page Yet in the moment, you know, I, I, I'm feeling a little Denzelish, training day-ish. <laughs> and, uh, mm-hmm. and, you know, feeling a little, you know, you got to see the scene if you don't recall it. But it was like, I'm I've never cases seen on all you. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I can I, see Denzel yeah. in my head doing that. And, uh, but yeah, I, I've yeah. never seen training day. It'd probably make okay. it a lot better. I wish I had. Yeah. And so, um, <laughs> and so that's why I was smiling too. Cause again, that's a, a desire, a place to return back to. And yeah. I guess to even go a little bit further, like it's okay to even again, so I tell myself, but if anyone resonates with it, uh, it's okay for me to go into different, a variety of emotions. It's just the thing that I'm thankful for again is having tools and techniques and environments or situations to process them in a healthy way or in a different way than the traditional response that may resort in um, extreme conflict, Mm -hmm. which again, if that's the case, that's the case is just as I think I expressed uh, at a different time or a different episode as it, at this stage, you know, I have a little bit more to lose than to be at this stage in my life again, not knowing the other person getting in some sort of, um, uh, altercation or, or ar- even intense argument. And so, um, anywho, I was on a call last Monday, uh, no, not last Monday, last Wednesday. And I actually put this a comment as a comment in episode eight. I put it on a comment on the YouTube channel because I was on this call and they were talking about, it was a, uh, meditation. It was a, um, what do they call it? A sangha. And they meet virtually. And so it's a sangha that happens here, well, virtually every Wednesday. And just so happened the topic that was coming up was uh, anger uh, Mm. or processing anger sort of thing. And so one thing she said, one of the people said in there was like, 
she was like, what if anger or maybe the book she was reading, but anywho, she was like, she viewed it as anger as any other emotion mm-hmm. as sadness, mm-hmm. love, affection, all these things. I mean, mm-hmm. like truly like that, like, like, not like, oh, it's just another emotion in my catalog of emotions, but like emotion, like treat it the same. Mm-hmm. And so when she said that, that really clicked. And I was like, dang, I, I, I res- again, I resonate. I feel that. Mm-hmm. Uh, or at least I feel her belief in it and her transmission of what she's saying of those words. I feel her feeling behind those words. Like yeah. she's saying anger literally is, can be just as pleasant or just as whatever as can be embraced just as much as these other emotions. And then so she went on to um, also share her insight about it or her thoughts. And she was like, what if she had seen healthy models or displays of um, dealing with anger growing up? Then what would her options be? Right. Like if she saw someone praying about anger uh, in her, if everybody prayed about anger in her household, and this is just words I'm using to describe it, but or if everyone when they got angry, sat down and wrote a letter, you know, just all these different alternatives that could just be as nurturing or as healing or as beneficial or, or, or nurturing when that emotion, it can be a nurturing emotion or a nurturing experience if one has the proper tools or techniques or environments to um, display that in or utilize that in. And so that was quite profound last Wednesday. And then just like as you're saying, it just makes me uh, feel gratitude for uh, the group we have here, a local community here. And you can, listeners, if you are local, you can look it up, nolameditationgroup.com. But we uh, definitely just in our regular meetings, the the gatherings or techniques that we use. And then also, too, like I say, every Friday we do a talking circle where different emotions and people can share and express and listen in different ways for the emotions that's coming up in a moment. and. Um, um, yeah, and cultivate again, utilize, uh, or cultivate those techniques of those spaces. So of that experience. Very cool. Yeah. I like, I like that. Um, I think that's what I was, that's what I've been getting at with like the anger and, and not pressing it down and allowing, like, I think you can even still have conversations with when, when you're angry or, you know, this is something I'm wanting to start to navigate it's mm. like if I can just there can be parameters around it, like maybe like saying I'm angry right now and this is how I'm feeling. Even that can give it a little bit of space where the anger can be heard, but maybe mm. it, it's it's doing so consciously. Like I think there's a way you can be conscious while you're expressing anger. And like that's what I think that I'm really trying to get at. It's it's not ignoring it for sure. Because, you know, sometimes I do, I have that habit of, (laughs) I have that habit of being introspective and then doing the journaling, doing the yoga when I'm angry instead of facing the problem. And, Mm. um, and sometimes I can allow that, uh, that anger to smooth over until it comes up again, because the, Mm. the problem was never addressed because I'm really good at, um, trying to make other people comfortable and not letting them know that this upsets me and and things like that. So 
I am like, I might need to go take a walk or something, or I might need a little break before mm -hmm. going, but I, I don't, I've actually learned to not give my anger too much space because that's my way of not accepting it and not, and, and trying mm -hmm. to remove it from the situation or trying mm -hmm. not to wow. honor it, not to honor like why it's happening. Because usually mm -hmm. I've learned anger for me is because one of my boundaries are being crossed or um, something's going on there. A lot of times when I'm angry, there's a reason it's there that it's showing up and, um, I guess to honor it. And so that's probably what I was trying to do for that person last week as well. I want to teach them or, or, you know, just be a person in their life too. That's not going to like, maybe I can help them not always have to push it down or think they're going to get yelled at, or they're going to, or someone's going to be disappointed mm. in them if they express their anger. It's like, you know, there's a way we can talk about this and you're not going to, you know, like, I won't yell at you. Um, I did remove myself from the situation, which I don't even know if that was the best thing. Looking back, I probably should have just like gone for a walk or removed myself for a little bit and then came back. Mm. But I did end up like, mm. and so part of me was like, oh, that could start to borderline on like, now they're going to think you're going to leave every time they express themselves, which is also not what I want. But I think that, I think it's valid to give space and I'm not sure, um, if, you know, it's, it's just navigating it, navigating hard, hard conversations and, and figuring out next time we'll see what happens, but I don't, I don't plan on just because yeah. I think I, I didn't do that situation perfectly, that it's never going to be able to happen and, and we won't be able to yeah. talk in that state. But yeah, I, yeah. So let's, let's also go to the flip side as well, because, um, again, if we go into the vein or let's take it into the vein of, or I'm going to take it into the vein of treating it as several or, 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 or multiple styles of emotions or types of emotions, the same dynamic can play with nervousness or love. Mm -hmm. Like I could totally see myself in a situation, I see a person in a situation where they're actually feeling like love and butterflies and, um, and warm and fuzzies and might not quite be clear on how to express that to the other person or when is a good time to express it or what is yeah. a good place to express it. And so it still takes some awareness and some navigation to be like, um, uh, I would give a recent example, but just in case this person is listening, I'm not, <laughs> I won't give it. But, uh, so, uh, um, well, again, if, if, if for any listeners who I, who I know that listen, it, it's not you, so, <laughs> but I just want to, no, 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 I, I didn't mean it that way. I just want, I like to, I like to keep certain things clear. Cause I'm very, I like to be somewhat transparent at yet at the same time, somewhat private, but I just want to be clear that. Yet it was a recent moment of, I was like, oh, okay, I could express something more. Yet, how do I express it? When I express it? When do I say it? And then I was actually glad I waited because, yeah, I was just glad I I, I did tune into something different. Actually, I, I checked with my gut. Mm -hmm. I checked with my gut. And my gut was like, you know, no, nah, this feels kind of off. And then so I waited and I chilled, and then like almost like you start out with the with the um with the episode about actually the answer became clear 
And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, dang, I'm, I'm glad I did wait because yeah. uh, uh, I could have pushed through it or, you know, and, and again, that's just in use of language. I don't mean anything by that, but I could have moved forward, which it still would have been okay. Yeah. Um, it's just, again, I did do a gut check and then the answer revealed itself. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I'm glad you said that. Like, uh, even if you would have done the other option that you would still be okay, because mm-hmm. I do think that sometimes in life with all kinds of circumstances, we're always worried about getting it right. Where like, admittedly, I'm like, I don't know if I handle that situation exactly the way I would next time, but it doesn't mean that there was anything wrong with, with that encounter. You know what I mean? Like I got through it and I learned something from it. And, um, in that moment, I think like you and like anybody else that's listening that, um, when you go into these situations and if you do start to do gut checks, like James is saying, or, you know, you want to start to move through situations. Um, I just, you know, as long as you're not hurting anyone physically, I'm not sure that there's always like a right or a wrong way, you know? And, um, and, and things like that. So I, I just don't want to advocate for violence. I guess that's, that's what it comes down well, to. I don't want to, I don't want to, <laughs> what's that look, James? Yeah, well, <laughs> well, we talked about referring to, uh, uh, I, in one episode I said, I want to go refer to another episode, but anywho, in our other episode about like, where we talked about like fear or, or stuff like that. So that's delicate just because many times arguments turn into to fights. I mean, like it, it were not many times. Let me yeah. scale it back. But it just our conversation about New Orleans and the murder crime mm. and the rates and stuff like mm. that. And just being clear about danger, potential danger versus yeah. like fear or um, yeah, just having clarity about it. Because again, yeah. that's again, I'm aware of my own going back to myself. I'm aware of my own personality and I'm aware that I can uh, in, in, in the t- words of Drake, I can go from zero to hundred real quick yeah. in yeah. some cases, if yeah. I feel like defensive or if I feel like I'm being attacked or if I feel like, yeah, I don't know if the situation, if, the, if the, another person gets amped up, it just depends right. with Yeah. Because currently right now with my neighbor, um, that's part of my resistance is that because it's such an agitating situation that it's not a situation where like further agitation to just add on to the agitation right. with, with like if I was in a different situation and it was somebody at the grocery store, I remember even one time I was at like AutoZone and let's just talk about the benefits of this might be the title of the episode, the benefits of doing gut checks. Like literally I would, I was in AutoZone and, um, me and I, I was, I was already in AutoZone and I was getting an item and this guy was walking in and so i noticed him walking in and so he was walking up for anybody who's been in auto auto zone there where you know there's a line people get in whether you just walking in or you've already been in there to get service well i think i had already been to the counter and they helped me find it tell me told me where product was and so i was coming he was coming from the door i was coming from the aisle getting the product i walked to the line and got like right at the front, he was walking through the aisleway and got behind me. And then, so literally I'm standing there maybe like 30 seconds, 45 seconds. And at some point it clicks in his head, I guess, that I'm standing in line as well. 
And all of a sudden behind me, I hear this, this voice. Oh man, you just gonna get in line and da 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 da. You just gonna stand in front of me, something like that. I tell you, Ray, I <laughs> it, I felt the charge and the surge come through. And in that moment, I I was able to again to stay connected, to stay anchored. And I was like, man, it's not even that serious. You know what I mean? I was like, dude, you about to all this over, you know, I was like, it's not even that serious. And literally when I turned around to get out the line or to go get behind him or whatever, because just the ignorance of him getting upset about AutoZone line, he had a gun in his waist. And so I guess he felt big and bad and brag, you know what I mean? Bravado had bravado because he's uh, carrying a weapon. Um, and, it, you know, obviously it's, I think it's legal in Louisiana if it's not concealed and uh, or you need a license if it's concealed. So it wasn't concealed. So he, I don't know, he's just on what he's on. And so at the same time, it's like still with my own temperament, I didn't, you know, I still matched his loudness or whatever, but then I didn't intuitively, I didn't feed into, it wasn't like a, 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 a confrontational exchange of like, oh, uh, blah, 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 blah. Again, my gut was just like, man, I'm not even, or the feeling that came up is like, I'm not about to get into some, <laughs> the, mm -hmm. some altercation about uh, so you got uh, being at the autos online. Yeah, I just I just walked I, I walked from the front of the thing and just walked into the back and got behind him. And he was but again, whatever he was on, again and given the context of the situation and being a stranger in AutoZone and then obviously his display of not only ignorance but just frustration. I would just call it frustration. Him having yeah. frustration in a moment um and i think also the scenario of him having a gun and him being in a lifestyle of mindset to where he feel like he needs to carry a gun and wear it on his hip and blah 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 right um yeah 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 i was so again thankful for the tools and techniques or just awareness cuz again my it was a little bit of charge in a moment that came through that mm -hmm. i allowed to come through cuz again like i said i didn't respond like you know, I just wasn't silent, but I was just like, hey, man, like, dude, you, you sitting about to like, it's not even worth it, you know, and not even, that was before I saw yeah. the gun. I'm just like, it wasn't worth it. Us about to get into an argument over auto being in auto zone. <laughs> I was, like, I was yes. like, dude, you know, in my head, I was like, if your life, if you think it's worth, you know, if you think whatever he think is worth it or not worth it, lack thereof, we're not on the same wavelength. It was like, we're not on the same frequency. So it doesn't even mean that much to me than to just to go to the back, to go one person behind them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Nobody was even behind them. And so again, I'm sure hmm. if I didn't have that awareness and I feel like now the story is kind of drawn out, who knows what could have happened? Because mm -hmm. I didn't know he had, he had a gun, but obviously that's what it was. And so yeah. just like, whatever. Um, so yeah, yeah, yeah. So just I guess to kind of rein it in a bit, context, situational. You know, there's many factors that go into the a certain timing of, you know, the moment and right. um, of listening to or having awareness, and even as you were saying as well, being anchored uh, into something or or even having self. I'm gonna just bring back the having self awareness of myself, and again, that's part of the reason I haven't went next door for the third time just yet just because i don't totally feel in the space like I'm, my agitation is still up a little bit up the more mm -hmm. than i would like it to be 
and I'm still not comfortable yet with who this guy is to yeah. um, even trust my own self-control in that situation. Um, but again, they even go back to the loving part of it. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, there's moments I have to navigate too if I do want to express. Uh, I remember I, I just watched something. There was a skit on YouTube where, and I'm going to paraphrase it now, and I'll stop. Uh, um, to where uh, it was a, it's it's like humorous skits, but this woman was at she had got frustrated at work that day, and so she was at home, and the scene was her being at home with her uh, new partner who had just they had just rekindled the flame. They had dated before, and it went bad. Decided to date again, and the whole time she's expressing how frustrated she is about her day and the job. And he's there, he's there. And in the skit, he's sitting there trying to use that to get into a relationship. He's like, baby, you don't have to take this on all by yourself. See, if we, if we, if we come together, then we can, you know, approach this as a force or as a unified in, in a unified way. And the whole time she's like, you're not listening to me. Like you're trying to talk about a relationship <laughs> and I'm talking about <laughs> and being in a relationship. And I'm talking about uh, a bad day at work, you know, like there's like that doesn't go together. And it, he couldn't hear it the whole time. Again, it's a skip. But the whole time he's still like, this is what I'm saying. If we were doing this together, if we were partnering up, da, 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 da. And she was like, they were, she was like, I think you should leave. <laughs> so, and he was like, I'll call you later. He was like, it's just like, okay, you know, just be God, you know, sort of thing. Be God. <laughs> and so anywho, man, there's just so many clues and um again awarenesses. And like I said, it's not uh there's no perfect recipe per se. Yeah. Um I would just say there's just certain resonances or just certain approaches or methods or techniques that can make things more effective or that helps it be can can assist in things accomplishing one's goal there's certain techniques and that, that can assist in accomplishing one's goal or intention and mm-hmm. having a conversation or having a discussion or communicating in the first place so right no i yeah totally agree with that nice well i think this was a good conversation today james what do you think yeah. I think so too. So mm-hmm. it's so interesting, yeah. Because in my head, just in case I had a topic to uh, to talk about, and maybe it'll come up at a later in a later episode. Uh, but yeah, this was beautiful. I loved it. I loved That's it. It's good. It's very yeah. good. Um, so yeah, everybody. I think this is a good place for us for this episode. So if you haven't followed us on the podcast yet, please do that. Subscribe there, and you know, go to the social media pages that we have available. You can email us any comments, questions, or topics at graceacceptevolve at gmail.com and subscribe to the YouTube channel. What else we got, James? Help me out here. Yeah, share it with your family and friends. Like I said, if there's anything anything that you want to, you know, as a listener or audience want to communicate or share or, or kind of explore about. Because one thing I find, too, is sometimes... Um, uh, uh, and again, just life being a reflection, but sometimes like a loved one, they'll get a message if somebody else says it, almost like going to therapy, like mm. even couples therapy. Like if the yeah. couple, if the therapist said it, like 
the person, the partner will get it versus like right. if the actual partner said it themselves. Right. And so, yeah, yeah. If, it, if you, even if you're having that feeling in a certain situation or dialogue, and again, it's a, a person that's close or you have a connection with, yeah, feel open to share uh, any of our episodes with them and just be like, oh, I saw this cool episode. And yeah, it may bring up a conversation about like, why did you send me this episode? <laughs> but, <laughs> that's right. But then again, it could, it could open up some dialogue. And again, if you want to look up uh, the the percentages of communication, it's that we, some of the things we mentioned. It's the Moravian Albert Moravian uh, percentages uh, of communication, and then uh, NLP neuro linguistic programming, nice. um, which is a very popular thing. So, yeah, I think that's all I, all I got right now. Very fun. Today was fun. Um, all right, everyone. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next week. Toodaloo.